Wings are here. Oh, from No, I'd never order from anymore. Popeyes now has wings in five flavors. Ghost pepper, roasted garlic parmesan, sweet and spicy, signature hot, and honey barbecue. Marinated in Louisiana spices, hand-battered and flipped. Makes no sense they're $5.99 for six pieces. Taste them. Mmm, crunchy outside. And juicy inside. Consider me a convert. That's the most romantic thing you've said to me all month. We don't make sense. We make chicken. Love that chicken from Popeyes. Price may vary. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Star Wars Legends podcast. Sorry we're late, but thanks to our sponsor, Apple, for updating the Geeks Addicts computer for like a good 10 minutes. Yes. We're we're here. Um, Apple brings you lovely products that work worse than your last year's model (laughs) and thermal throttle horribly, Mm -hmm. as well as phones that are at minimum $1,000 when they cost $200 to actually manufacture. Yes. Unfortunately, our last sponsor, uh, Comcast, did have to pull out. They had some uh, something with the merger that they were doing with um, who, who cares? But anyway, thankfully, thankfully, the MacBook Pro was able uh, able to sponsor us. So we're really grateful for you. Thank you there. Also, Blackmagic, another show sponsor for making an external graphics card that you can't change out. Uh, so you're just pr- pretty much stuck with an RFX uh, 580, which also comes stock in the MacBook Pro. So why even bother getting it? Am I right? Right. Sorry, I've got an ugly background. Had to move my computer into a different room. Oh, don't worry. I have a I have a lamp. That's okay. now me personally. I got this beautiful stereo over here with my uh, lovely record player and monitor speakers. I haven't seen a stereo like that in years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I got it years ago, and then I bought a record player and I just set it on top of it. Does that thing play CDs? Oh, you know it does, and it plays old iPod when it had the white. Oh, really? Phone. Now, can I connect my Zoom to it? Um, yes, you'd have to use the headphone adapter on it. <laughs> it's PC in, but it, it all works the same. Oh, man. All right, let's get into this. So I have a little announcement. I have to apologize. My memory card in my camera that I've currently been using corrupted. So I lost about 15 reviews that were all filmed. So now I have to film 15 reviews. I'm not even going to bother to film all the halls that I was backed up on. There's not going to be halls because I don't I don't give a flying shit. Or Did you at least have those reviews written down? Oh, uh, yeah, I have notes. Okay. I'll have to skim. That's good. But yeah, it, it's been an absolute nightmare and very discouraging. So. Yeah, I've well, got a bunch of reviews written. Just need to film. But, you know, time. It's hard to come by these days. Yeah, especially when you're a dad for the yeah. third time. About to be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. See, what's happening here is Matt is going um, He's going for the all-time record, which is currently being held by, held by Bruce. You know, he's getting there. He's got to, he's got to work it. You know, you got to work your way up. You, you know, one kid at a time. But Bruce one is day. like fifteen. I don't yeah. know. I don't this is know the last one. Doing it, man. It's like every family photo. There's an additional seven children <laughs> added on. He just goes to the nearest orphanage. Like, yeah, give me, uh, give me seven of those. Um, another three, and uh, you know, you don't make it four. Well, yeah, we'll take four. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I need I need to turn on the um our hangout like so I can actually see people commenting. We have a uh, one person watching, which I'm pretty sure is me in another window, so I can look at the chat if it comes up. Okay, yeah, I got the chat up. People, you feel free to comment whenever you want to on this. This is a live stream, and it gives us something to do. Pat, it's also called padding. Mm -hmm. Yes, we need we we need content. Is what we need. All right, Dylan, let's talk some twin sons here. Let's get an update. No, it's me. Hi, Jack. <laughs> yes, you're the other one. Yes. Uh, twin sons. All right. Um, where to begin? So we got a fundraiser thing going on right now. So uh, where is it? Dylan, who did this you? This is how organized. Um, don't talk about her. Okay. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so we have a. <laughs> Dylan likes his uh, women like he likes his wine. Nine years old and locked in the basement. Is that <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> I don't even think I've ever. This gets wine. the explicit tag. <laughs> I think I've only had whiskey like once, my twenty-first birthday, and I never again because I'm like, well, this isn't. It's good anyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Twinsons currently has a fundraiser going on right now. Um, goal is to raise $1,700 in order to do uh, two um, donation events. One is going to be in the Pittsburgh area at a children's hospital. The other is going to be in San Francisco. Um, so around um, of the $1,700, around $800 is going to um, purchase Star Wars Legends books for each event to be passed out to the kids who will be going to the events. And then the reigning 100 is just uh, to cover operation and legal fees and uh, and PayPal fees and all that sort of stuff. So we are currently at 1135 um, out of 1700. So about two thirds of the way there. Um, we have one day left on the fundraiser as it stands, but that is one day left for the billboard challenge, which is if we are able to make our goal by the end of today, which doesn't look like it's gonna happen, but if it does um, for the next 30 days where we'll be continuing to run our fundraiser, um, half the um, total that we raise at that point will go to uh, to a fund which we use to purchase a billboard at some point in the future. Most likely not till 2020 at the at the earliest, maybe even later than that. But if we don't make our goal by the uh, by the end of tonight, then it'll just for the um, remaining 30 days we'll just keep raising funds until we hit 1,700. Then the extra funds will just all of it will go to buying more books from the kids, rather as half of it going to buy more books and they have going to uh, billboard. Additionally, if we do make it by the end of the night, I'll be adding 10 books to the pot to the San Francisco event, which is the one that I'm going to be going to. So yeah, that's it. Winston's fundraiser, $10 is a book to a kid. We, we need, we need money. <laughs> we need to keep the lights on. <laughs> we need to keep the lights on. We need to, we need to get more books. The struggle of running a charity right there. Yeah. We currently have enough for the Pittsburgh one, um, which is happening first. That won't be happening in October. The uh, the San Francisco one won't be having happening till December, so we have time to raise the funds. But, you know, at present, um, we're only going to be able to bring 23 books to the, to the San Francisco one, which is no bueno. I mean, 
23 books that that's like i mean that's like a new jedi order that's nothing i mean i need to i need to be rolling into san francisco like the like the like the i can't hold why can't i hold all these limes guy like oh there's so many i can't oh no <laughs> here take them 23 is going to be like uh, you know what's what's the big deal we're, we're past 23 we need more books anyway that's 20 stuff <laughs> Oh, I, I forgot what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh this podcast is uh we also had another announcement that Jeremy has um has started his early he has early onset Alzheimer's, so it's actually I'm addicted to Ambium, didn't you know? Okay. Well it's the two that it's the two that are happening at the same time. Your ambient addiction has led to you getting early onset Alzheimer's, so now it's just like it's just really bad. I'm pretty sure he he forgot his own name two seconds ago. It's all right, you know. I, I run two train wreck podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I also run a podcast called the Back Peddlers Podcast. Uh, go check it out. New episode coming out this week, uh, titled "That Booty Be National Treasure." <laughs> what? It is exactly what you think okay. it's about. <laughs> Jack, 1999. You're not wrong, okay? <laughs> you just said that the cast is larger than the audience. Jesus, Jesus Christ. All right. Should we get into some Comic-Con talk? Sure. Um, so I guess Delray and Lucas Books, which are two different companies. Um, I didn't know this. <laughs> I didn't know this uh, yeah, until recently. Lucas Books runs the children's and young adult stuff. Yes. Um, they're actually a lot easier to deal with if you want a review copy, unless you're me and they don't like to work with you. Um, and then Delroy does the... I knew Delroy do the, did the adult stuff, but I thought um, DK did the, did the young adult the uh, young adult thing, but apparently they just do uh, the children's. DK? DK they, does the guide... And that's about it now. Um, Disney Lucasfilm Press does the young adult novels. And uh, do they do Adventures in Wild Space? Uh, Disney Lucasfilm Press does that. Yes. Okay. Um, Abrams Books, they do the art books, which is a newer thing. They've only done that for the last three movies, I believe. No, they did for all, all the new canon all the, all the new canon material. Yeah, they have these. And uh, they released... I'm looking right now because I have them right over here. Um, we have um, the uh, storyboards for the prequels in the original trilogy, which I highly recommend if you're into any sort of Star Wars film memorabilia to go check those out. It's not necessarily like the um, art books that they do for the new movies, where that's mainly concept art. This is primarily storyboard. But there's some really good stuff, especially in the prequel era. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they do have a little concept art in there, like with the uh, Nubian starfighters and stuff. Um, very good stuff. Would recommend. See, um, yeah. Um, well, I guess we can... <clears throat> I don't know. What should we start? Well, let's start with... Uh, so, uh, Lucas uh, Disney Lucasfilm Press announced that um, they're going to be releasing next year in March uh, Queen Shadow, 
um, by E.K. John uh, Johnson, an author I've not heard of. I don't know if uh, they've done anything in canon yet. She wrote the Ahsoka novel. Okay. And uh, she wrote in it from a certain point of view. Well, like everyone wrote in it from a certain point of view. That's not like, true. They did not get any a whole lot of good writers in it from a certain point of view. There is no Zahn, for instance, in there, which I, or Kevin J. Anderson, or uh, our our favorite uh, Karen Travis is not in there. <laughs> well, every, all the new people are in it. Yeah, yeah. Windig was in it, wasn't he? Yeah, I think they're starting. Yeah. They're going to be digging up all those authors to write their new books, I think. I don't know if we're going to see any more James Lucino, honestly. Uh, uh, or Paul S. Kemp. Yeah, I, we're not seeing think... Paul S. Kemp anymore. <laughs> Paul think... S. Kemp is too busy um, tweeting political things to write any novels anymore, let's be honest. Yeah. He, he's more of a journalist somehow, at this right. point. Somehow Windig, like he needs to take the Windig model because somehow Windig is able to actually balance the two a little bit, you know, a little bit of politics, a little bit of writing. I mean, it does, with Windig's case, it does kind of, from what I've heard, show up in his writing, but, you know, he can at least yeah. get by. Nauseating at times when it shows up in Windig's writing. I mean, you guys were talking about it earlier, weren't you? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, what happened problems. earlier, for those of you who don't know, which is all of you, um, I changed out two toilets today and we got dirty water on the floor and Geek said, he said oh that's shitty and then Dylan's like oh you talking about Aftermath <laughs> even though the book's been out for the last <laughs> book, know, what two years ago now are you still there, making jokes about it the only time you guys ever put like talk like that is when you're talking about Windig or Aftermath so I just see it in the chat like oh are they rereading Aftermath for some reason? I don't know. I talked that way about Phasma. I'll tell you that. Oh, that man, Phasma. Phasma's Anyhow. bad and doesn't get enough attention for being bad, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, Maybe. the author was also an exotic, a uh, erotica novelist. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, you told kinda me. Kind of weird that they went after uh, one of those writers for a Star you know, Wars book. You know, well, it didn't come out as much. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, <laughs> there wasn't like porno in Phasma, if as I recall. There's some gross stuff in Phasma. It gets a little Mad Maxi gnarly. Yeah. Um, but Aftermath Life Debt had porno in it. Interspecies erotica, as it yeah. were. Yeah. Didn't they, um, I don't want that in my Star Wars book. Neither do I. Didn't they contract uh, Joe Schreiber to write a uh, young adults book? Yes, they did. Is that still on? Is he uh, still yeah, solo a Star Wars story junior novel. He's Why a, isn't he writing the adult novel as well? I'd love to see Joe Schreiber write an adult Star Wars novel again, especially something that's like underworld stuff. If you've read Mall Lockdown, that's like preferably right up in prison. That's like his bread and butter. Yeah. Oh yeah. If it's I just got to see that he's back. The undead in it. That'd yeah. be cool. Or you know maybe a maybe mix it up a little bit. Have like a Sith Academy. You know. No. That's his worst book. <laughs> I liked it. Roofy that. Use a ragum. I learned a chloroform yesterday, okay? <laughs> you have any idea how expensive that stuff is? Man. 
Put in a, one of those Vicks uh, humidifiers. <laughs> humidifiers. You put a little. You put some towels under the the door. Anyway, so back to uh, back to Queen Shadow. Um, yeah, we it's, didn't even uh, get to there yet. Well, I said it was by E.K. Johnson. I asked uh, if she did anything. Then we got off in a tangent. So oh, what do you guys think right. of? What do you guys think of? Since you are, you two are the ones that are actually going to be reading this, and I'm just. I guess trying to play host. So, my my opinion. I talked about this with Jedi Master Daniel the other day. Um, my opinion of the new canon is this: I'm sick of Rebellion era stuff, and I'm sick of between the dark times between Episode three and four. They've done it to death. They just need to leave it alone. Um, I really want to see some prequel material because. What we've gotten that's right around the episode one and two era is garbage. Absolutely trash. We got, what was that, Obi-Wan and Anakin comic mm -hmm. with the mechs, which was absolutely horrible with weird kind of good art. Yeah. And we had that Yoda story in the main Star Wars comic that did literally nothing to Yoda's for Yoda's character yeah. and sucked. That was pretty bad. Like mountain giants. Mountain giants. It reminded me of when uh, Peter Jackson said in The Hobbit, you know, the, the giants that are throwing the stones at each other, why don't we make them rocks and they're throwing themselves at each other? That's a good idea. Yeah, ugh. yeah. I didn't know what other type of junior novel they could really do because all these YA not well, I said junior novel, YA novel. They all have like romance involved, and to me, like I can't think of any other except for the Ahsoka. That didn't have any romance, did it? No, Rebel Rising didn't. Rebel Rising had a, a tiny bit. Right, it has the relationship aspect, so you can have some sort of. Uh, just barely, just so we could humanize her a little yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I consider Rebel Rising and Lost Stars to be the gold standard of these YA novels. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's be honest. I think both of those. I know Rebel Rising's like my third best of these new canon books, and I know Lost Stars is way up there for you. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I like I like Lost Stars a lot more than I thought I was going to because the premise sounded like YA yeah. barf, but it's actually really really well written. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm okay with this. Um, if they do have a romance, they can talk about that artist she was into. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too when you started because, talking about I it. Mean, it's ripping off a Tales uh, comic, but it wasn't a but good it. Tales comic. But the problem with that is she said that she said that they broke up because she got into politics and when this book is taken up taken place she's already in politics she's already queen so i think that more happens before queen than after or this is from queen to senator i think they said it's uh between um it's between one and two right yeah that's what it appears to be again didn't read too much into it um, because I was curious, I was more focused on the other, other one of these that was announced, which we'll get to, which we'll get to, but, uh, this I'm okay with it. Uh, I still need to read Ahsoka. Um, 
mainly I got burnt out on Clone Wars, which we'll get into later. But uh, Ahsoka's the only one I haven't read. You don't need to. YA. I know I don't. It's so but, bad. Well, I mean, some I people like it. The Legends of Luke Skywalker, which was really just randomly boring. It's far out so there. I think I can sit through this one. Yeah. Plus, I got a road trip coming up. Might be something I listen to in the car. It'd probably be better to listen to than to actually read. Yeah, that's... Um, or I finally read Dark Disciples. Well, you said you did read that one? I haven't. You it's haven't? That oh. and A New Dawn. Those are like the three new canon books that aren't like kids' novels. Those were like some of the first ones. That was like yeah. one in five, I think. A New Dawn was the first one. Yeah, Yeah, I yeah. only recently sat through uh, Red Tarkin and... Heir to the Jedi. I think that was earlier this year. Yeah, that was a bad but Tarkin book. was James Lucino, so... Tarkin was a lot better than I thought it'd be. Yeah, It was James Lucino. It was James Lucino, and he threw a bunch of EU in there, and um, I wonder what they yeah. thought of that. Well, that was actually uh, at um, Celebration 2015 in Anaheim, which was like right after that book came out. They, I was at one of the panels, and it's like, yeah, we're, we know about their web references. We were aware. There were more references that got cut, but we were aware of them. So yeah, um, is that's the one where you went? That was the one you went to, and you got that Alan Dean Foster signature for me, right? Yeah, and I got my uh, copy of uh, the Central Readers Companion signed by Leland Chi and Pablo Hidalgo. <clears throat> sorry, oh, sorry, kind of brag a little bit. There. The cast is larger than the audience. Some... Yeah, yeah, it, it, it really. No, is. it's not. There's three of them now. We're we're equal. Oh, there's two now. Right as I said that. <laughs> right as I said that, it went from three to two. God. Um, to you who just closed out of uh, YouTube, fair play. Well played, sir. Even though there's a delay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited enough for this. Um, like I said, E.K. Johnson, I think, based on her little story she had in, um, from a certain point of view, wasn't terrible. It was boring, but you know. Ashley Eccleston insisted on writing it with her, so mm. you know, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I'll read it. I'll read it. Yeah, maybe they'll send us review copies. I doubt it. I don't know. We'll see. They're fuck. They're getting fucking difficult with that. Yes. Uh, where was the other one? I just when had was the it. Last time you got a review copy from them. From Del Rey. No, uh, from, uh, from Lucasfilm Press. Yeah. Um, what was the last release? Trying last to shot. That's Del Rey. No, that was Del Rey. You're thinking Most Wanted, and um, I did get that one, but it was like after I purchased it because they never sent it. So I was like, I'm just gonna go pick this up, and then a week later, it shows up at my door. Do so you have two copies? So, well, I I took it back. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Give my money back, but yeah, they they're getting a little stingy now. Yeah, uh, you know the last copy I got from them, I got Guardians of the Wills. Mm. Well, you remember that because we yeah. we coordinated our reviews, so we yeah. wouldn't lose each at the same time. Yeah. Um. But let's get into the um the the other prequel book that was announced. Yeah, you do that one first. 
or the uh, the solo novelization because they announced that one too. If you want to talk about that, I mean, it's from Mer Lafferty. She wrote, or he. Well, I don't probably, know. Like the, she wrote a short story for Star Wars in one of the Star Wars Insider magazines, and it was actually pretty decent. Which voice of the was it was uh, the Voice of the Empire. It was during the time of Rogue One. Um, is it the one with Orson Krennic in it? He is in it. Okay, I have read that one. Okay, I don't remember it. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to this novelization because it's got it's an expanded edition, kind of like the the Last Jedi. There's oh, going to be a God. lot more. There's going to be a lot more material, which I think they're going to be trying to fix some things that people might have been they can't unhappy fix about. That cinematography. <laughs> no, that was my old that and the the Darth Maul cameo were the only two things I had a problem with in that yeah. movie. That was a little weird for me too. The, um, yeah, but. I don't know. I, I the expanded edition of Last Jedi found appalling. Like there was a ton of garbage that I was shocked they filmed for Last Jedi. And looking at the deleted scenes, they filmed most of that. I'm embarrassed. I haven't even watched the film since it came out. Like I started to watch it, got halfway through, then turned it off. So what you're saying is, Jeremy, that. The editor of that movie actually deserves some praise. I'm saying that that editor acted um, didn't do a good enough job. Okay. I'm saying that it was some Peter Jackson type editing from those Hobbit movies and that Last Jedi movie. That movie didn't need to be two and a half hours long. It should have been 90 minutes. <laughs> I think you could get a solid good 90 minute movie out of that. And it'd be the shortest Star Wars movie ever, but you know, yeah, I would have been. Oh, no, okay. the Clone Wars movie. The Clone Wars movie is not a film. I thought you were going to say we don't speak of the Clone Wars movie. <laughs> it's not a movie. Never seen it. It's don't a plan on ever seeing it. Oh God, we'll talk about that. We will get into how awful 2008 was for me. Um, but anyway, um. Aha, we have four people watching now. Joe Schreiber's going to write the young adult novelization of Solo, and I'm more excited for that. Yeah, I'm so going to pick that one up, too. If you don't get this, uh, Joe Schreiber basically wrote, with the exception of the Galaxy of Fear series, every horror novel in the EU. And every, is now writing a children's novel. He wrote three of the nastiest, most graphic Star Wars <laughs> books of all time. Yeah. And, and beautiful. And Delray went. You you seem like the perfect person to write a children's novel. Hmm. Need a zombie yes. tauntaun and a zombie netty. That's a tree. It was a yeah. zombie tree alien. He had Darth Maul rip a wampa's heart out. Yeah, uh, his yeah. bare hands. He is uh, the way he describes things is more gruesome and. Uh, <laughs> disgusting than i think seeing it in a movie or something it's just so gross the, the audiobooks for joe schreiber's books are massive. Oh, they're amazing they're, they're amazing so disgusting the, <laughs> Death the troopers. flat and like carnage sounds they throw in there oh, <laughs> great they're used the best because they use them especially now with the new canon with punching sounds are really wet sounding 
in the audiobooks, like I was listening to the last shot and they, they had like a splat sound and I'm like, oh That's like someone gross. got punched to the nose. And Joe Schreiber it works because he like he punched him so hard that like three teeth fell out and his entire jaw got dislocated, crunching bone like crunching bone <laughs> like a wet th- like he made again the sound effects work for him because he his dialogue is his writing is so graphic that it's exactly how yeah that's that wet like hurtling is how you would sound after getting punched like that I guess. So, <laughs> so there's yeah. So yeah, he's writing a children's book. So uh, all of you parents who are watching, um, feel free to get your kid that book. Moms <laughs> of America, this is the book for you. Um, but. <laughs> Can we can we get into this other prequel? Uh, Ooh, yeah, the Jedi Apprentice uh, knockoff. The I, I'm thinking it's going to be the uh, it's an Obi Wan Qui Gon book by Claudia Gray, which I've wanted since from a certain point of view, with her beautiful story with uh, Obi Wan talking to Qui Gon's spirit. I've wanted the Obi Wan Qui Gon book. And uh, the theory right now is because there's not a lot about it that we know is it's going Don't to be the year um, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan were on Mandalore that's referenced in the Clone Wars. So we'd have Obi-Wan and Satine's romance yeah. talked about, which is perfect. I think Claudia Gray would handle that perfectly and wouldn't make me want to barf. Um, yeah, it's I'm, I'm so happy. Yeah, she knows how to write characters very well. Very I, well. I mean, if she weaved in Jedi Apprentice little cameos in there, little Xanatos cameo, for instance, would be nice. <laughs> I doubt that would happen. Which, you, which uh, Matthew, you didn't know that uh, Qui-Gon had a previous apprentice in the EU. No, not until just recently. Yeah, um... Yeah, that that's that's a sad storyline. Um, and you said those were in like kids' books. Yes, uh, Jude Watson's Jedi Apprentice series uh, deals with Xanatos as an ongoing villain throughout the series, through most of the series, I should say. Um, he is Qui Gon's apprentice, and he goes to the dark side and becomes a dark Jedi, and they have many encounters with him. Mm-hmm. He ends up. Xanatos ends up getting an apprentice named Brooke Chun, which ends up being Obi-Wan's nemesis for a while. Um, it, it's it's a good storyline. Does his fate ever get wrapped up? Xanatos's? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is wrapped up in Jedi Apprentice. Also, if you wanted some Qui-Gon Xanatos uh, Master and Apprentice storyline... There was a short-lived comic at the end of Dark Horse's reign just called Jedi the Dark Side, and it's a five-issue series. I think it was supposed to be an ongoing, but it never went past five issues mm-hmm. where it got canceled, and it talks about that. Okay. So I have one more thing, if we um, wrapped up on that topic. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. send this. I'm gonna send this to you guys in the uh, Star Wars reviewers chat, and I'm gonna read it out loud for the uh, for the audience. This is a tweet oh, by Chuck Wendig. 
on the on that he made about three days ago. The problem with canon is that it um, demands viewing story as a series of rigorously tested data points. It demands that we view stories as pieces as historically true, uh, which is weird because A, it's fiction, and B, even realized history is full of wild, ragged contradictions and retcons. That was a, I just remembered that. That was her in like the, uh, amongst people who followed yeah, canon. I've, I've had that sent to me recently. Um, yeah. I've avoided talking about it because it's Chuck Windig, and I don't. Yeah, contrary didn't... to belief, I don't like talking about Chuck Windig. I know he gets brought up on a regular basis. I just like it's content. You get so angry that it it entertains our audience. I've got to egg you guys on to bring out the entertainment. I mean, he's he's also tweeted out like, "Hey, just write crap." He uses other words. Yeah, and then he gets a. He's just like, I just write crap, and then I produce a story. So he, like, every everything he writes is crap. You know, I mean, he, he doesn't really a, care. He about writing aftermath in forty five days, and yeah. it shows that it was written in forty five days. Yeah, it's superior, superbly terrible, infamous. Yep, among the fan base, I don't think. Anyone that wasn't on Tashi Station or was paid, it wasn't paid off, liked Aftermath. It's just I a theory it. I have. I've actually seen a lot of praise for Aftermath. Um, yeah, were they paid? Are they no, that's just on like, in, which were banned. No, in like Facebook, in Facebook groups. Well, I'm sorry about that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that is yours and what. Who was it? To be fair, to be fair, he would, Amelia? Have, he would have banned us uh, anyway. Yeah, no. I want to be banned on my own terms, not because you're talking about stabbing memes. <sighs> he never even said we were going to stab him. Just and, and, insert um, convention that we had no tickets to. Aftermath, oh. Aftermath has three stars on Amazon right now. Yeah, probably because it got paid. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't he complain that they deleted all the the positive comments and stuff. Yeah, because they weren't verified purchases. Yeah, but when you like you go to the, I'm on my, I'm on the mobile right now, and it's just like it. I scroll down to the reviews. The first review has five stars, and everything below that has one, one star and two stars. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> That three star thing is, is fake. It should be two. I wonder if uh, Amazon is like um, Rotten Tomatoes where they don't count half stars. Yeah, they don't do the half star thing. It's... Yeah. Well, Rotten Tomato has the half star review, but they never count it. Mm. Or else, pretty much any Kevin Smith movie post um, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back would get a half star. Or Adam Sandler movie after Click. Adam Sandler movie after uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, I'm sorry. I really, I really don't like Adam Sandler movies unless it's Eight Crazy Nights. And I don't like that one, but I like to quote that one, if that makes any sense. I can't all right. sit through all of Eight Crazy Nights, but man, I will do the Whitey Duvall voice at work to upset my coworkers. But, um, yeah. You don't like it? Uh, oh, um, Nexus says, I hate Winnig's response. He was like, you don't like it because it has gay people 
and it's like, no, we don't like it because you're an awful writer. <laughs> well done for blaming homophobia. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so my thing when he said that, I have no problem with uh, um, gay characters in Star Wars. Not at all. What I have a problem with is when their character is identified by their sexual preference. Yeah. We, why do we need to know this stuff? You that, know, that's a, and it's only that. Like, okay, so there's a character. Uh, it's Sinjir's boyfriend in Aftermath. This Aftermath sequel shows up in Last Shot, and he has a character in Last Shot. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and it's reference. Oh, yeah, Sinjir, blah, 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 my boyfriend. Yeah. That was just, fine. I had no problem with that. I, I just think it's goofy when they do that. Because it'd be, you know, let's introduce everybody. And then it'd be the the gay character. is, And then he's gay. This is the way yeah. they bring it up, you know? And the thing is, this Chuck Wendig's not the only one who did that. Paulus Kemp did that, too. And, I think uh, that was Lord the first the one. That was the first one, wasn't it? The first time they introduced the the homosexual yeah, character, yeah, was like a it was a yeah. Nobody cared. No one cared. Well, cared. No. That was the one that was like the joke, where like the guy was the guy was hitting on her, and she's like, "Oh no, I don't swing that," or like something like that. Yeah, it was played off as like a joke of like to get him to stop hitting on her or something. Is that oh, correct? Yeah, I haven't read in, it. Um, in aftermath, it's reversed. Yeah, the 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 Zabrak is. Um, Jazz is hitting on Sinjir, and Sinjir's like, I don't like women. It's like, didn't. Yeah. Just like that. It's not actually a drum sound. It's me saying it. <laughs> it's like, where was, where was that where they're saying they need a creative freedom? Anyway. Um, finally, use the ether like I told you to. It's hmm? awfully quiet on your end. I mute myself by accident. No. Oh, I wish you did. I know, right? Same here. <laughs> God. So also, before we get into the big topic, as we are almost an hour this now, we've been yeah. rambling. We've padded it out enough. Well, we have one more, and that's the... Uh, so uh, Asbro announced that they're going to release a 3.75 Darth Revan um figure for the uh 20 uh the vintage collection cool and uh it's got some people a little bit riled up like um for Why? example well one of the um one of the purest and like most accurate trustworthy news sources in the action figure community uh, uh jedi temple archives who are you know famous for being able to put their own personal opinions and biases <laughs> to the side and at the door Something I've just completely Bro. honestly, you know, just real, real guys that guys that you know that when you send them an email about something that they are going to take it very seriously and not going to immediately delete it. Um, <laughs> uh, they're not happy as well as a lot of other people um, because it's basically from what they've showed is a repackaging of the 2007 one, the 30th anniversary um, Revan figure. Oh, okay. So it's almost like a hundred dollars. Well, minimum. the only thing that they're doing is they're they're releasing all these previous figures in new packaging. Yeah, that's all it is. You know what? I I would care about that, but Lucasfilm's been doing that since Attack of the Clones. Yeah, they slightly update the faces. 
Um, and that's it. Like, I could... Um, from the Attack of the Clones line from 2002, which is when they fully got articulated, if you remember. Um, I don't know, you were in college by then, I think. I was, I was still waiting in line at midnight at Walmart getting some toys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but with Dil- Dylan and I were kids, I remember <laughs> it was like it was a big difference from the the Kenner. That's when I think that's right when Hasbro took over. Was right around two thousand two because I think the Phantom Menace figures were still Kenner like figures. The vintage, the vintage figures um, have the Kenner logo on them. Well, yeah, because Hasbro owns Kenner. Yeah. Um, but like, it was right around that time that they fully all the uh, Pendrises got articulated, which then Disney bought them out and they stopped being articulated. Go figure. Um, yeah. It's cheaper to make really them up- articulated. The Stormtrooper, for instance, looked the same when the original trilogy got released on DVD to when the 30th anniversary Star Wars figures came out. It was like the exact same figure. So I I have no problem with it. They've been doing it for years and no one's really complained. Um, Well, it's it's, again, it's the collectors who are complaining because, you know, they don't they get. They don't get a new figure out add to their collection, but I mean, it's it's toys. Lego's been doing this where they have they have sets that they'll just re-release every X number of years, and it's so that people who either weren't alive or weren't weren't alive, weren't active in the community, weren't able to get those figures or figures or sets X number of years ago have another shot at getting that yeah. set in or yeah. figure. It also, you know, having it hang there in the toy aisle, little kids, new people, mm-hmm. well, you know, into Star Wars see that and like, who's that? And then they discover legends. Mm-hmm. Plus, there was you actually know. a great video. Uh, it's like a one-minute video. You can look as look it up as like um, a collector series Revan. It's like a one-minute video of a guy scrolling through all the eBay listings of uh, the original 2007 Revan figure for like two hundred dollars. Then, like at the end, it smash cuts to the new one. It's like twelve ninety nine. Like you know, Hasbro has is basically like undercutting the market. Like yeah, you know, Hasbro has to see like, wow, this figure is going for two hundred dollars online. We could literally re-release this. Take all the money. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll release it for that. pennies, and people will buy it. It's like, what do you think they're going to do? <laughs> so have the, haven't they talked about other Legends figures? I saw yeah, a thing where see. they were going to bring back the poll next year, right? Next year? I haven't seen anything about that, but if that's true, that's great. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty yeah. sure I saw a tweet about that. Yeah, well, I know, they, all know they, they screwed up the poll last year. Which um, Doctor Afra is actually getting released this year, and actually, I've seen conflicting things. I've seen where she's in a three pack with like a killer version of R two D two and C three PO apparently. Yeah, from the Dark I've Vader. Seen her on her. Um, I've seen her on her own. That's a special San Diego Comic Con exclusive. Okay. From what I've, uh, I did a little research. Believe it or not, because this is not my specialty when collecting. I'm not really into the toy collecting aspect it's in my opinion it's money i don't have um and it's just going to collect dust i have a few figures but not nowhere near compared to my book collection but uh yeah that seems like it was a san diego comic-con exclusive it was a cool little uh throwback to the original figures again i wasn't sure because i saw i saw both i'm like oh are they coming out with like both or okay so that makes sense if three packs of comic-con exclusive then they'll just have the single figure for the people 
that voted for her, I guess. And this is Black Series, right? Yeah, this yeah. is Black Series. Yeah. Well, it's vintage. It's vintage. Um, Dr. Afro won the vintage series collection, so she'll be one of the vintage clip, um, 3.75, not 6-inch. Or I should say she won. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't need to get into that, Dylan. You did that enough on Matt's, on uh, Princess of the Universe. There's like a... No, I kept... Oh, at Princess of the Universe, I kept saying how they haven't made the poll yet, even though they were like a week late at that point. You know, you know Dylan, 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 that was a year ago. You're the only one who cares at this point. We've just accepted it as bullshit. I get that it sucks, but you got to keep bringing it up. You know, you got to, you got to, you got to remind them. You know, you got you the little reminders every now and then. Okay. Okay. This is good for content. Dylan, let's let's get into Clone Wars. <laughs> I was going to ask a question real quick about the figures, if that's okay. Yeah. Okay, that's okay. What Black Series figure do you want them to make? A Darth Kytus. So that way I have one to sit next to my Jaina Solo. Uh, or Jason from New Jedi Order. Either or, I'm okay with. Uh, ass. <laughs> There's so many. I'd like to see Darth Malgus. Yeah, Darth Malgus would be cool. I had the chance to buy a Darth Malgus when the Black Series had the three point mm-hmm. seven five. I also had the opportunity to buy a Bastila at the same time, and I didn't buy either, and they sold them out. Mm. Um, I'd like a Plagueis to. That'd be cool too. But we don't know if he's Snoke yet. He might be Snoke. Stop that. <laughs> That's one thing I liked about yeah, Last Jedi done. that they didn't care about anything. Fucking Actually, snow. wait a minute. Hold on. They didn't kill him. The last guy in Star Wars and Star Wars that they cut in half came back. So, uh, that's well. He had his like eyes rolled up and his tongue hanging out. I think that that's a death face. I don't know. For Maul, now, Maul fell down. A, Maul down fell down like a, a a huge shaft. A huge shaft to like. I think that was like a refining facility or something. <laughs> yeah. God, let's get into it. Let's. This is a good segue into the travesty that is Dave Filoni's Clone Wars. Now, have Dave we Filoni announced dedicated an episode to talking about Filoni's Clone Wars before? We've we dedicated. About, we've dedicated about ten to thirty minutes of every podcast so far. <laughs> but have we have we overall discussed the good that's in his podcast? I know Matt Wilkins has defended some of it before on here, but um, yeah, well, let's just get into it. Geeks Addicts never watched most of it, if I not any of it. Like one and a half seasons. Okay, and I just so- couldn't stay with it. I've tried um, twice. Dylan, how far did you get? I don't remember because I was I watched them when they were coming out, like episode by episode. But I missed a lot of there was a lot of Fridays that I missed. So I feel confident in saying I've seen about ninety percent of the first three to four seasons. Okay, but that was like years ago when they were first coming out. I haven't I haven't rewatched a lot of them. Okay, I've seen all of it at this point. The only Clone Wars that exist to me are the Legends Clone Wars. This Micro is series? Travas, tra- what's his name? Gingy Tartoski. There we go. 
That's you my know, Clone Wars. Jindy Tartoski stuff is fun. Um, to me, Clone Wars will always be what Dark Horse made it. Just a disgusting, hellish war where the Jedi got wrecked. And it was sad. But hey, like, Mace Windu doing Kung Fu on Super Battle Droids is pretty cool, too. Yeah. Um, okay, well, Clone Wars is coming back for some reason. Well, no, it's not for some reason. So I think I'd, money. I say this in this chat. Yeah, money. Uh, but I mean, Clone Wars yeah, coming back... Clone Wars coming back was, to me, a foregone conclusion years ago. Because it's like... Dave Filoni still works at Lucasfilm and is like the head of all the TV and animation stuff. Which he I don't wants know how he's still employed. I don't know, but he still wants. He wanted Clone Wars. He was, I won't say he was behind the Save the Clone Wars, but he definitely knew of and tried to shot them out. If you've seen Rebels, a lot of what he did in Rebels was trying all to appease. Parts of Rebels is when the Clone Wars gets referenced. But again, he put a lot of Clone Wars stuff to try to appease those fans. And let's be honest, right now, of all the big faces at Lucasfilm, surprisingly, Dave Filoni is the one everyone still trusts. And that offends me on so many levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, but, you know, so the, the one-eyed man is, is King of the Blind. Fair enough. Um, so we're, we'll just talk about the trailer briefly because Dylan didn't watch it. I don't want to give it my view. Matthew, did you watch it? I did watch it. Okay. So basically it was clones and a bunch of helmets for a while. And then Anakin and Obi-Wan walk up to a projector and there's Ahsoka hanging out with Death Watch. That was the the climax of the uh, the trailer well, too. That, that, For some reason, I don't understand. Um, why is Ahsoka hanging out with Death Watch? Is that supposed to make Ahsoka a cool character now because she isn't? Um, despite what people say, Ahsoka's okay. I'll be honest. Ahsoka's fine in Rebels because she's not in a whole lot, and she doesn't act like the brat she is in Clone Wars. That's the worst part of Clone Wars is her smart mouth disgusting attitude would she sucks sucks at pretty much everything <clears throat> but somehow gets on top it's like Jar Jar but a Jedi well you know she, she has the plus 10 plot armor <laughs> yeah she held her own against General Grievous how is that possible yeah. you get Epson Chad for Nadar, Nadar Veb Jedi Masters got killed by General Grievous. A Jedi Master got killed by General Grievous. That's it was just uh, Adi Galia. Adi Um, shoot, who was it? Uh, Adi Galia was the one who originally got killed by Grievous in the Clone Wars comic. In the Clone Wars comic, right? No, she doesn't get killed. She gets horribly maimed. Okay, I remember Grievous killed someone in the Clone Wars comics, and yes. then that person didn't actually die and killed someone different. Oh, God. Well, also, we have to talk about the General Grievous miniseries that introduced him. He killed a bunch of Jedi Knights in that. General Grievous episode. 
General Grievous used to be like a menacing character until Dave Filoni got a hold of him, and then he was a joke. Yeah. Gotta go, Matt. I do. All right. I guess the best time to go is during the the Clone Wars talk. Yeah. All right. I'll, well, I'll go try to watch it again, and then we'll uh, I'll check back in whenever I finish that. Uh, I don't know. Don't do it to I'll, yourself. I probably won't. I do want to watch Rebels, though. I, I've heard great things about that. Dylan, <laughs> you need to use another ragum. All right, we'll see you All later, right. dude. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you later. All right. So let's officially get into the good of Clone Wars. Because there is some good. I don't think we give it enough credit. It did. There are certain things that were done well in Clone Wars. Right, Dylan? Uh, yeah, I liked the um, I did like the Umbara arc. Um, that was I remember one that was um, it was it was again your point of the dark and gritty Clone Wars. It had a very Battle of Jabin feel to it. Mm-hmm. it. Was along the same lines. It was almost the same um, actually. Now I think about it, it was almost the exact same story. The clones and the Jedi go to an island, go to a planet where the Separatists are mostly being um supplemented by an organic fighting force that just hates them, and they have trouble. Minus the, uh, spoiler alert, the fact that one of the Jedi Masters in the Clone Wars um, cartoon is actually evil. But Yeah. Yeah, that was a good arc. Um, there's... Fives' overall storyline I liked. It was the only overarching storyline that I really got into in Clone Wars. Yeah, it was um, from the original cadets. It was Five and Echo that survived that, right? Yeah. And Fives ended up being the spoiler, the overall survivor, because I think Echo died at one point. One of them died. And then Fives gets killed in Lost Missions? Yeah. Yeah, Fives Fives's chip malfunctions, and he finds out the plot that Sidious has on the Jedi. Okay, I thought he uh, showed up in Rebels, but I, I haven't seen Rebels. So I, I mean, or that could be Echo. Um, I honestly want. Oh God, I know Rex shows up in Rex is the main one that's continually shows up in Rebels, but there were a couple others. A uh, Wolf's one of them. Yeah. So there was a yeah. Cause I always see. I saw yeah. I always see three of them. So maybe that other one was. That's uh, only one episode though yeah. that they're in. Well, granted, I haven't finished. Se- I haven't started season four because it comes out next week on Blu-ray, and I'm probably going to pick it up and binge watch it. I thought the only good arc was Ahsoka's when she leaves because it was the only time she was mature. No, that was a bad arc. I thought that was horribly done. Um, that was the arc where what's her fi- Luminari's uh, paddle one. What was her name? Yeah, Bar Zofrin when she ended up being a traitor. For no reason. Totally, that, uh, which totally doesn't literally recon the entire um, the entire Clone Wars micro, uh, multimedia project because of language. Which even gave her death. Yeah, she died on Kashyyyk, didn't she? No, Luminari died on Kashyyyk. No, she, uh, she was killed Order 66. She was killed by an ATTE. Again, on the front lines fighting droids. So, I mean. Yeah, she was. Yeah. So then again, even Peel died um 
in the Tartoski's Clone War, not uh, in Filoni's Clone Wars, when he's gunned down in Coruscant Nights in the middle of the street. We talked about that not too long ago. Yeah. But again, there's the that that arc. Aside from that, that wasn't a bad arc where uh, Tarkin and Anakin finally first meet, and you see yeah. the, the partnership begin. That part of that arc's good. Um, a lot of the clone solo clone stuff is good. Um, you know, even that first meeting might be a retcon because um, getting into don't um, they meet in outbound flight? Then? I think they meet in Rogue Planet because that's Anakin, right, they do. Anakin and Obi Wan are going to Zenoma Zakat, and Tarkin has also interest in it too. So I haven't gotten to the point where they meet, but they're both in the same story and they're both going to the same place. So, oh gosh, I forgot but about Rogue Planet. For the Clone Wars retcons, you need only look to page 353 of the uh, Force and Destiny Beginner Guide. Second paragraph of colonial tribute, for example, I intercepted a mandate from officials on Cardia, ordering that all records in their military academies pertaining to the history of the Clone Wars undergo, quote, review for intellectual purity, unquote, by a dozen Compner agents. Well, I can only guess what kind of intellectual purity Compner wants to produce. It's got me wondering if there's some information about the events in the Clone Wars they're more worried someone might read. So, yeah, it's been retconned. Don't worry. It all makes sense. So, um, trying to think of other good Clone Wars stories. A uh, Cad Bane. Yeah, that was an interest. He was an interesting villain. Um, kind of again, kind of um, grievous in Clone Wars, where he was built up, but like I felt lost too frequently. Yeah, um, I, the fact that he gets the jump on Obi-Wan, who's a council member, that's that was a little much. But I liked him overall as a character. Um, I liked that they had each uh, Jedi had their own uh, saber fighting style. Yeah, they actually, um, part of where credit is due, they did um, in the animation for the... Um, for the fight scenes, they did actually take care to animate the Jedi so that they had their correct like um, styles. So like the uh, Sirisu, the Jedi that had Sirisu would use a Sirisu type style, and and like the Tarus were like, used a Taru, and like so on and so forth. So they did take special care to put that in, which I mean, most people wouldn't get that, but yeah. like for those who did, it's it's but nice. even if you didn't get it, you would. Even I was like, oh, it's cool. Uh, the Jedi are fighting kind of differently from each other. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a ton of terrible mm -hmm. in um, in Clone Wars. I mean, we got the episode with the Blue Shadow Virus. You remember that one from Season 1? Was that Season 1 or was that Season 2? When we, we go to Naboo know. and uh, Padme and Ahsoka get the blue shadow virus that they're going to release on uh, the Republic. And it's like, Oh, Jar Jar's acting zany. That goes for every Jar Jar episode is the worst episode ever. Um, which by the way, I, how many voice actors voiced Jar Jar in that series? There had to at least be three. I don't know. 
Oh, the time when um, I think it's again first season when the Republic decides to send three Venator cruisers against the Luker Hulk battle cruiser and two Maleficent. Like, this is not going to go badly at all. Like, yeah. um, well, remember the Poison Tea episode? Mm -hmm. Um, or the is that the same one or the Cake Topper episode? Yeah. Uh, or the well, no, you didn't watch Lost Missions, and I think D Squad, the Droid Squad, was in Lost Missions. That's bad. Um, I'm I'm just thinking of bad plot points. I think the worst, the most egregious retcon ever was um, in the I forget what the episode's name was, but when they go to Grievous's lair and uh, Kit Fisto gets dust in his eyes and he blinks. Oh God, he blinks all the time. And don't have eyelids. It's like the most OCD. It's the most OCD thing I have. But come on, man, it's my favorite <laughs> alien species, and they get it wrong. That Nautilus same episode don't have eyelids. The same episode contradicts Labyrinth of Evil. With uh, Grievous says, "I chose to be this way," which is not true. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is that he was like, "It's either that or I, I die." Yeah, um, well, that's what they in canon, isn't that the isn't that the difference between Grievous's backstory and Legends canon? As I can, believe, as I believe, is in Legends he was betrayed by Dooku and uh, they turned him into a robot to keep him alive. Whereas in canon he chose to become Pete with a Jedi better. In uh, in Legends. He um, he falls out of favor with the Republic because his uh, people were in a civil war with this other right. people, and the Republic sides with them. And the uh, he the trade he's in league with the Trade Federation. I don't Duke think yeah, Duke betrays him. His own ship uh, shuttle, his own ship fires at uh, his ship is on, and then he saves him and like gives him his robotic. Um, body and like basically says like I can send you against the Republic uh, to the people who've done this to you and your people. Yeah. Yeah. And the, some of Grievous's memories are implanted. It's uh, hinted at in Labyrinth of Evil. Mm -hmm. Because his mind's not all there anymore because he's basically a sack of organs and a brain. Really there was they only used um, Mod Best for his voice act? Hmm. Because it does not sound like a mod best. I mean, there's some of it you can tell it's him, but others, it's he must be phoning it in. Um, it's ooh. uh the slave story arc's bad. The Abeloth story arc is only good because of Fate of the Jedi. You hate it. I don't mind it because again, it's I've read Fate of the, I've read Fate of the Jedi. It's so fucking stupid in Clone Wars. It's handled so poorly. Well, Basically, it would have been. It's, it's the. It does the same thing that Jindy Tartoski's cave scene did in season two of Clone Wars, which is done so much art, so artistically better. Right, because Jindy um, Tartoski was a big proponent of uh, this writing concept called show not tell. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but uh, Dave Filoni clearly hasn't. Right. 
I mean, there's going back to the micro series. There's literally entire episodes where there's like maybe a line or two of dialogue at the most, and then it's just five minutes of just music and sound effects. And but yeah, Mortis was. You know what? You know what would have made the Mortis arc the best? If, hmm. Feel free to disagree with me, but the Mortis arc would have been the best arc in all of the Clone Wars if the daughter didn't revive Ahsoka when she died. Yeah, it would have been consequences. Mm -hmm. And there's no consequences, which is the biggest problem of it, and they don't remember it happening at the end. Yeah. That was stupid, too. Um... Also, every time Anakin and Dooku would fight was stupid. Um, I hated that. I hated that with a passion. Or every time they captured like Grievous or Dooku. Obi-Wan or... would fight Grievous for the umpteenth time. Uh, although they, they took some uh, measures to make sure Anakin never ran into Grievous. So at least they didn't fuck that up. Um, also, oh, the carbon freezing thing in that Tarkin storyline. Well, again, I, I have I a subtle you retcon. You've made the retcon for them for that. But I remember right. being so yeah. disgusted with that. And the fact that that's done twice, because it's also done in the comic Shipyards of Doom, which is a spinoff of that show. Um... I think one of the Clone Wars novels actually has a Callistia cameo in it. Does it? Maybe. Yeah. I want to say either Wild Space or No Prisoners has Callistia shows up. I could be wrong. I think she does because um, they had Wildlings back then, and the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars did explain why they had Wildlings back then because in the uh, Crystal. Not the Crystal Star and Planet, um, Planet of Twilight. Dang it! Is it Children of Jedi? Children of the Jedi. Yes, I'm getting. Uh, I'm getting all my bad Bantam books mixed together. Um, yeah, she, uh, she and her master came in there on a Y and a two seater Y wing, which is um, which they apparently had in the Clone Wars. Which the Clone Wars does take care to explain, like, yeah, they had Y wings. They had two seater Y wings. We had weird Y wings. Which is annoying when you get into Rebels because they just never explain when Y Wings got updated to what they look because in Rebels they look like they do in A New Hope, but in Clone Wars they look completely different. Well, they just have um, a little more armor plating around the uh, engine pods, but it's and, never uh, explained. No, makes them they're too heavy, so you take off the armor plate and the engine pods makes them lighter. Makes him able to go a little bit faster, so they're I'm not completely dead. Retconning Filoni's work that he should have, you know. I'm just, I'm just making observations on what I know about aviation, and logically, you know, <laughs> and this is my problem. I'm trying to think logically when talking about the Clone Wars. That's my that, problem. That's here. your first mistake. So anyway, let's get into now that we've uh, or Plo Koon into goes into space. Do you remember that? Yeah. Without a breathing reference? No. No, he has the hydrogen mask. That was their explanation, that he wears the hydrogen mask and goggles, and because he has both of those, he was able to survive. 
Then again, in Rebels, Kanan gets thrown out into space and flies back into the ship without anything on. Leia does the Leia in, uh, Last Jedi gets thrown into space, frozen in space, and then flies back into the, the bridge of the ship. So clearly Disney doesn't care about how space works and what a, what a human body goes through when it gets thrown into space. Speaking of memes, there's a there's like a seven second video of that scene where like she reaches out and like she start and as she starts moving over, it's like the PewDiePie. But can you do this thing? That place. Have you seen the shooting stars meme of that? Uh, yes, I have. It's beautiful. I've also seen the the shooting uh, of that and like there's the one where it, um oh, that's a different one. Shooting stars from Revenge of the Sith when he like does this spiral thing. Yeah, and then there's one of Anakin when he does his flip. If you have the, you underestimate my power, and then mm -hmm. it does it. Um, there's one of from Force Awakens where Kylo Ren force pulls an officer so he can choke him. Mm -hmm. That's in there. I think that's it. By the way, things that cannot be unseen in Return of the Jedi when um. When Vader tells uh, Luke that Obi-Wan has taught you well, it's literally when Luke is standing up on the catwalk while Vader is standing. Literally when Luke has the high ground on Vader, he mentions that Obi-Wan has taught you well. <laughs> and that's why he only throws his lightsaber. Exactly. Because like, I'm not falling for that again. <laughs> Although he does lose an arm. Oh. Later in the fight. Again. That's that's two less limbs than he lost the last time he tried to fight someone who and, had the high ground. Let's be honest. Vader gets wrecked on a regular basis when he gets in a lightsaber fight. That's that's established in the EU. I mean, look at Force Unleashed. Yeah, well, actually, um, wasn't the uh, for well the Force Unleashed video game is in canon? Wasn't the novel that? Um, Merrick only won because he was better with like actual force powers and but I think he still gashes the top of Vader's head and that's how he gets that scar. I think that's still in the book. No, that was um that wasn't that was the Purge comics. When like eight oh, that's Jedi right. basically yeah. eight Jedi like eight V one'd him. And yeah, he still killed he still, he still killed, killed them all. Everyone. He he forced through his severed arm with a knife in it and gutted someone. <laughs> I, that happened. Someone in the attacks the Cortos's blade and he just snaps her neck with his bare hands or his <laughs> with his thumb. Yeah, it's just like crack. It's like the Predator in Alien vs. Predator. It grabs when the chest burster, he catches it, and he just snaps it with his, his thumb, which is the only good part of that movie. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, how else are you going to kill an alien? You, you try to cut into it, and its acid blood's going to kill you. You got to snap its neck. Obviously, you got to punch it in the face. Mm -hmm. They did some of that in that movie, too. But we're getting off subject. Um, yeah, I mean, so now that we've actually talked why we. Why we hate it and what was good about it? Um, do you think it Let's should talk come about back? it coming back? Um, it shouldn't um, come back. There's nothing to talk about. That's the pro the biggest problem with Clone Wars is it ran out of steam, ha like around season three. 
Because season three is when they uh, stopped releasing them in like they did like prequel episodes to previous episodes. They just ran out of steam. Well, because we have the lovely Force and Destiny uh, retcon right here. Get this book. It has the retcon. Um, I don't mind them. I don't mind it coming back because a it's more it's Disney canon, and b if even if they do bring Legends things in, it's essentially S canon within the Legends continuity. It does make some weird things, but I'm happy for. Uh, the thousands apparently of fans who actually like the Clone Wars, and I don't. But to what Jeremy said, it depends on what what it is. Is this going to be a, okay? We're going to take one to two seasons to properly wrap this show up, fix all the problems, close out all the story arcs, so everything makes sense going into Revenge of the Sith, or is it going to be this is another this is going to be another six seasons of bullcrap? we can't possibly fit in this small space of time. Yeah. If it's uh, the former, I'm all for it. If it's the latter, why? Honestly, there's not much left to wrap up. And uh, well, I guess all, that they every, haven't wrapped up in the new canon. Well, putting everyone in everything until like their um, uh, revenge of the starting points, essentially. So I don't see why they couldn't do if they're they insist on doing this since they clearly are how they couldn't just do this in one season. Um, which basically well, they, that they had. Here's, a, here's what I'd like to see then, if since they're going to do this, number one episodes. Okay. Number one, wrap up the Cad Bane Boba Fett story that was leaked online that they they put on that let's see that um maybe a little bit from dark disciple with uh ventress's fate which we all know what happened with that if you've read dark disciple or if you watched any spoiler review like i have okay yeah you know, i was gonna say because i know the spoiler and i was like wait you haven't read that did you know do you know okay yeah. um god what else uh Wrap up anything mall related that wasn't in Death Sentence or Son of Dalthamir. Or if you want to include those, go ahead and do it. But set up Maul for where he is in the solo movie. Um maybe set up the Inquisitors and Rebels, who they were as Jedi. But basically, I don't give two flying fucks what Obi-Wan and Anakin are doing. And I definitely don't care what Ahsoka's doing. I mean, if you want, find somewhere where she where she is when the purge happens. Why she's not affected by the purge? Well, I mean, I, I assume that since she left the order, she wasn't with clone troopers when the purge happened. But why she wasn't hunted? Because because the, the inquisitors. In the Darth Vader comic, it's established they're hunting anyone with force powers at this oh. point because they're running out Jedi. Um, so, yeah. Uh, maybe Thrawn shows up. 
Yeah, maybe we get the Anakin Thrawn storyline that's been hinted at in the Thrawn. Novel. Aren't they doing that in Allegiance? Yeah, I, I'm assuming they will be doing that. It's probably going to be more Thrawn Vader, I would assume. No, the uh, the cover and all the stuff that they're showing shows like a pre-cyborg Anakin. That's the uh, Comic Con exclusive cover. Okay. Yeah, the main cover is Thrawn in his Grand Admiral uniform and Darth Vader behind him. Um, which that comes out in a couple days. I'll be actually next time we have a Legends podcast, I'll have a Star Wars book to talk about in what we're reading. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's not a whole lot I want from it. Dylan's not going to watch it. I'm almost certain because it's new. Yeah. Did I don't blame you. It's not your canon. Yeah, I just I thought they were gonna do two seasons because they said that they had yeah. season seven and eight already written before it got canceled. But I thought they were just gonna do those two seasons. Well also they, slash they finish have up. second half of season six. Because Lost Missions is only half of season six. It was the the stuff they had completely animated or was close enough to done. As a, if I'm not mistaken, Dark Disciple was probably was part of season six. Hmm. Um, now there's a conspiracy theorist in me that's saying that they're only reviving Clone Wars, so people have to sign up for Disney streaming service. Ooh, that could be it. Because isn't it coming out online only or something? I don't know. I haven't looked that far into it. It's Clone Wars. Yeah, can you fact check us on this? I know you're going to. You've been doing it this entire conversation. I've been watching. Which is good. I have not been watching. I should be, though. And I, someone asked, is, since they're bringing back Clone Wars, do you think they're bringing back Legends? Uh, I'm saying it's probably on the horizon that they'll release stuff that's done. Um, it, that's what it's looking like at this point, is that Disney is getting lazy with their content. Mm -hmm. um, Which is why um, I'm a, at least under this leadership. And it's not just Kathleen Kennedy. It's a lot of other people at, um, if you've been on social media, um, especially Twitter talking with other Lucasfilm employees and how they've kind of treated, I don't know. I uh, don't know if I really want them continuing questions at this point. My at, at this, in all honesty, I just want stuff that's done that want that creators won't sue. Like, uh, I don't think William C. Ditz will sue for Escape from Dagu. That would be nice to have. Uh, since it's fucking referenced and there's no story for it. I would like to understand that reference in other novels. That'd be nice. Then that's a complete novel. Um, yeah, I don't... The story group needs to go through serious changes if they're going to continue Legends in any sort of quality manner. Mm -hmm. um, because... because the quality of stuff lately has been very lackluster overall, specifically in keeping in continuity because it's they're getting lazy. Yeah, there's a lot of um, 
There's a lot of quotes by uh, Pablo, um, a lot of uh, tweets about like certain continuity and like I've I've seen a lot in the um, dual canon, the people who follow both canons that uh, what was the most recent one? The uh, Star Wars annual uh, and how it just flat out contradicted with um, the Darth Vader uh, annual apparently. Darth Vader annual. I haven't read it yet, but I will be checking that out soon. Uh, well, the crate one shot contradicts Leia, Princess of Alderaan, and Jason Fry. I think on his own tried to retcon it in La the Last Jedi novel. It mm -hmm. didn't really work, but it was a nice try. Because you know Jason Fry is good at weaving continuity. Yeah, he's like a, he's like James Lucina. But even they, it was just—it's difficult. I think it's more difficult mainly because people don't. The story group doesn't seem to care. It's that, and I also think a lot of it is how many new authors that they're getting. Like the old authors, at least uh, majority of them had enough of a respect to to not only to make their things as um, adherable to each other as possible, but when they came up. Try to on their own, like you said, uh, Jason Friday, because he's one of the old guard authors, actually fix some of the retcons themselves in their writing. Whereas, I again, I haven't read any of the new books, so I don't know, but I'm seeing a lot of new authors in the new canon, and I'm not sure that they have that same um, instinct to do that anymore. Um, the, the thing is, the novels are so sporadic. They're not referencing one another too often. Um, Delilah S. Dawson and Daniel Day Olson, uh, the writers of Phasma and Last Shot, both reference Aftermath. And Lost Stars, Claudia Gray sort of references After uh, and Aftermath Empire's End, which is Chuck Wendig's book, both take place during the Battle of Jakku. Those are their climaxes but they don't really interact with one another. The characters don't come into play in those. Yeah, Infinity Nexus, you're correct on that. Pablo Hidalgo is one of the story group members um, who is the one to oversee the canon's um, continuity and is pretty much the main one. Other than Leland Chi, who is also there, but she is kind of... Um, he, he's not the voice of the story group. That's no. That seems to be Pablo Hidalgo at this point. The Pablo Hidalgo. Again, from internally, I don't know what's happening, but from externally looking at looking at how they're coming out of, out of this, especially on like um, Twitter and stuff, it definitely seems like the Pablo Hidalgo show. Yeah, pretty much. When it comes to continuity, they reference the Clone Wars, Dave Filoni's Clone Wars, and that's it. Um, the, the movies, don't they? At least, oh, of course, the movies. Yeah. The, the but uh, I mean, Rogue. The big continuity thing with this group, which is cool, which I never thought we'd see, is I um, saw Guerreras from the Clone Wars, and they brought him into the movie Rogue One. That's cool. That that would have really have happened necessarily in that capacity at, when George Lucas had the company, but I mean, we got a little bit of some. Quinlan Voss has a cameo in um, Phantom Menace. 
and uh, Ayla Sakura and all the Jedi Council members, you know, were in the Marvel com, uh, not the Marvel, the Dark Horse stuff. Mm-hmm. But you didn't. They don't really have speaking roles. So yeah, it's just different. Uh, it's Battlefront kind of- Two references most of the stories set after Return of the Jedi, the twenty seventeen one, not the good one. Uh, Battlefront Two camp. Um, it. God, now I have to remember this. This awful game. Um, it actually didn't have that bad of a story. Um, that's the one with Inferno Squad. Um, Did they actually go to Jakku in that one. Yeah, that's the f- the finale of the game. Is you fight on? Well, actually, technically, no. There's an epilogue episode and a DLC, but the main storyline ends at the Battle of Jakku. But you don't. You kind of interact with. Temin Wexley, aka Snap Wexley from Force Awakens, and he's also the character in um, um, Aftermath. And he's flying around doing his own thing, and Wedge is there too. But there's not a whole lot there. Also, it kind of ties into um, Shattered Empire, the comic, in a couple ways. One, you interact with Leia when she's taking back Naboo from the Empire. And they have those weird tornado things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes, they did review uh, reveal two novels... Uh, Said before the Phantom Menace and between the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, we talked about them earlier. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about them. Um, yeah, there's not really. Other than that, they kind of play in their own sandboxes. Gone with the Bantam days. Gone were the Bantam days. Gone were oh. the days when someone decided, hey, um, Dark Empire's canon. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's literally their uh, everyone's reaction. Like, all right, I guess the comics are canon now. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin, Kevin J. Anderson. Anderson. Kevin J. Anderson's like, yeah, Dark Empire. Uh, no, no, it wasn't just but... Dark. It wasn't just Dark Empire. It's like, so yeah, it's like, yeah, Dark Empire's canon. Also, also, uh, uh, what was it? Tales of the Jedi? Yeah, that's canon too. It's like, not only did you have to bring Dark Empire into this, but you had to bring Tales of the Jedi into this. I mean, what are we going to do making continuity 37,000? Those UK comic strips, those are canon. (laughs) That only Matt has? I have those. That's the classic Star Wars. Oh, okay. uh, There's one thing. There's one really niche thing Matt has that's like... A promotional, it's like a promotional something. It's like a promotional toy, but on like the cardboard back, there's a short story for it that like takes place sometime in the expanded universe. That's like canon, and Matt has that. I well, can't remember what it is. Instruction manual for the troop transport for the original Star Wars that has a comic yeah, and how it. the that's Jawa. It. Sandcrawler got a hole shot in it. And that's canon. Then he has it. 
because he has to have everything. There's like, I bet what you need to do if you ever want to troll Matt, tell him there's like a legend short story that was only released in Indonesia and is in like, uh, what what they speak there? Like, I think it's Bali, I think. I don't know. Um, but it's like those Hungarian Han Solo novels. He's tempted to learn Hungarian. He owns them, by the way. He, he owns, owns all four of them. I've seen them. And no one can read them. But uh, they speak Indonesian. We don't even know if the well, they weren't even officially licensed novels. Malay, we don't Dutch, even know if they're canon. Yeah. I mean, like, there's other things. Like, I guess I convinced I'm going to take credit for this. I convinced Matt that other, uh, what was it? Devil Worlds is canon. Mm -hmm. Do you know how long that took? I never thought I'd see the day where Devil Worlds showed up in Matt's expanded universe. <laughs> it's because of my weird obsession with Alan Moore comics that I'm like, Alan Moore Star Wars has to be canon. Oh, yeah. And I used the term, I, I said it was other space. And that other space can explain several things. So yeah, by the way, check out Matt's Expanded Universe. He's somewhere in the middle of the Dark Times era. I'm not oh, exactly sure where. Rebellion era. Yeah, that's a rebellion? How are you that behind? That's a rebellion? He's gone to a New Hope. Yeah, that Devil World takes place between the New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, he. I thought he was still in Dark Times. He oh, reviewed um, Allegiance. They think choices of one. Already. Look this up. Yeah, I I know he reviewed Allegiance because he gave it a bad review. <laughs> that was pre, wasn't it? What? Allegiance. Wasn't one of them pre? Um, A New Hope? No, they have Where Luke and Han in them. You're right. It's after. Scoundrels is the pre-one. No, Scoundrels, ha Scoundrels happens right after A New Hope. This is why I don't need the three-in-one, because I have it I have it in order on my bookshelf, but I have the three-in-one original trilogy one, and it's just... I just have it at the end where um, Return of the Jedi should be. So Which, I can't by tell. The way, I don't. Do you understand why Scoundrels got written? Because I don't get it. I don't know how it got approved. It got written because they wanted a heist story and they wanted a um, chronological first appearance of Winter. Is Winter in it? Yeah, that's. I'm almost certain that's her chronological first appearance. Huh, because it makes no sense why Han and Lando are together in it. Fan service? If you've ever read uh, the third Han Solo book, there's something that happens between Han and Lando that explains why they're not on good terms when Han shows up in Cloud City and Empire Strikes Back. And Zahn wrecked that. And then did something stupid so that they still be mad at each other, which I think is a disservice to Lando. 
but I will be reviewing that in the not too distant future. I do plan on reading Scoundrel soon. Yeah, he did Scoundrels a while ago, 192. What is he on now? Legions was 205. I saw he was on 240, I think. I think so. Uh, no, he's on 217. Uh, I think that's the one I just watched. There's uh, so much. I didn't realize how dense. 218. He did a Western Games. Yeah, he's reviewing the Galaxy of Fear stuff. He's in the middle of that. As, thank you, Nightwing. Well, in his Star Wars media versus the fans. Can we talk about that one? <laughs> did you see that one? Yes, I did. Um, I don't watch a whole lot of YouTube yeah. right now. Sorry to anyone who makes a lot of YouTube. Uh, we don't have any questions. Dark Snowy just asked, what are our thoughts on the, uh, the, the Clone Wars coming back? And is it good for Legends? So we literally just answered that. So... Yeah, um, so, what did you think of it, Dylan? Matt's video? Yeah. I generally agree with him. I do, Because I don't know what it is about the entertainment industry recently. They've seemed to have forgotten this core aspect of the customer is always right. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's, like, it, it's baffling. It's like, okay, people are upset with you because they are paying you money and getting an inferior product. I mean, if you if you don't want their money, then okay, I get it. But if you want their money, why aren't you, like, listening to their concern and trying to address them, you know? I, work, I mean, I worked at an auto, um, auto shop in Automotive, but it was essentially retail. I had to deal with customer concerns. And, yeah, you know, yeah, I customers yelling at me for something, it's like, uh, I mean... Even if they're objectively wrong, I have to do something to try to appease them unless they're just being flat out unreasonable. But even then, there's like that line of, I mean, you're wrong, but I've got to I've got to suck up to you because you're always here. I don't know whatever happened to that. And it's kind of like what I said last week of I think creators don't understand why people criticize. And it's not because they hate your work. It's because they like what you're working with and they just want it to be good and when it's not good they they try to find out why it's good why it's not good and what it can do to get better it may not seem like it but your critics are trying to help you so, yeah. uh, first of all infinity nexus i've never liked a sonic game i think they're very overrated but i'm in the minority there um i do have, Dylan, have you ever played a good Sonic game? Um, I haven't played any Sonic games. Oh, okay. I find that they want you to go fast, but they also want you to explore. And I like Sonic it means. It doesn't balance properly. Even the old ones for like the Genesis, I don't like those. I don't like any of them. Um and no, I have not seen the Shazam or Aquaman trailers because I have no, I don't give a flying fuck about DC movies anymore. If they make a Static Shock movie, I might see it. The point is, most people like the newest one. Yeah, I get, I get where you're getting at, Infinity Nexus. 
Uh, I just want to throw my unpopular opinion out there just to rile people up because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I, you, Dylan, did you know that I made a video saying that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 was going to be better than Skyrim and it upset a bunch of people? <laughs> I legit made a video back in high school about that on my old channel and well, so many people got so butthurt. To be fair... Call of Duty 3 was the first of the bad Call of Duties. Like... No, no, no. No, 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 no. I'll I'll defend the Call of Duty franchise on this. Between Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare 1, first Modern Warfare, the Black Ops, it was on the high of the gaming industry. And then Modern Warfare 3 came out, and it kind of went down a little bit, and then every game just, like, started tanking. Until we got like advanced super combat future warfighter. Until we seven. got to the point where P- they they don't trust their fan base to understand what Roman numerals mean, so they just put tallies. Exactly. But um, no, I would. I'm a classic FPS person. Your your Doom, your Quake, Duke Nukem 3D. That's my jam. I like challenge with my FPS, and I like health systems. I don't like regenerative health, and that's what Modern Warfare did. The, as it's called, the COD bomb, uh, which would be Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare ruined the FPS. It's an okay game in and of itself, but to me, Call of Duty went down with Modern Warfare 2 is when it became super easy. A super easy game. Black Ops is, was decent because it's a Vietnam game. Which is like something we almost never get except for Battlefield Vietnam that came out for like the PC only. And isn't that good of a game? Yeah, no. No, I I wanted a Call of Duty that was Vietnam and I got it with Black Ops. And then Modern Warfare 3 came and it was terrible. And I played maybe a little bit of other games since. And they're all exactly the same from what I've seen. Yeah. There. The main Call of Duty I played a lot was World at War because I was all about zombies on Duris. That was my jam back in the day. Man, I that camp, I, I practically, in middle school, I practically lived on the catwalk on Duris, camping on the catwalk with Bouncing Betty's, a PPSH 41 pack-a-punch, and either a Ray Gun or a Wonder Waffle pack-a-punch. So that was my jam. <laughs> my jam was throwing tomahawks at people's RC cars. Mm. I used to be able to time it well, so I blow them up. My jam was in the winter throwing eggs into people's chimneys when they had their... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, Nightwing, your your own popular opinions, like, you hate food? (laughs) You just hang out with an IV? I dig that. If I could, I'd have a Fruit Punch Rockstar IV right here. Uh, I have a joke. I'm not going to make it because there's someone watching, I think. (laughs) Anyway. Do we have anything else? What are you reading, Dylan? I am reading Rogue Planet. How are you liking it? It's okay. I'm 100 pages in, or almost 100 pages in. We still haven't gotten to Zenoma's Akat yet. So I'm getting a little worried because that's a third of the book and I'm not at the part that I want to be at yet. Because if you don't know, this um, this book 
introduces an extremely key plot point. Um, play late in um, New Jedi Order and not only ending the war, but like actually end, ending the war and like solving the entire galaxy's pro all the galaxy's problems. Basically, the MacGuffin of New Jedi Order is introduced in this book. And uh, a lot of events that happen that become important, and I want to get to those things, but it's taken a third of the book, and I'm not there yet. I'm a little, I'm a little upset about, it, but otherwise, it's good. This is actually a book that we have given out several times in Twinsons fundraisers because it's a short, or it's a short book, only about 330 pages, which isn't much, and the words are kind of big, so it's not like an intimidating read, and um, it mainly features a young Anakin. So it's like relatable to the kids. And now that I'm reading it, I'm re realizing, yeah, this was a good choice for this book that we completely arbitrarily picked because of these reasons. Because <laughs> it actually is. You can't judge this book by the cover. <laughs> what I'm saying. How old is Anakin in it? He is 11. This is a couple years. This is two years, I think, after... Um, um, so this is before Jedi Quest, is what I'm asking. Yes. It was uh, yeah, this is two years after A Phantom Menace. He's 11, okay. I believe. So the funny thing about this book is my dad read part of this to me when it came out. So I remember aspects of it, but I don't remember the whole thing. I actually own the copy he read to me. Hmm. It's part of my, it was beginnings of my hardcover collection right there. He's what is my YouTube channel? Nexus. So he's still Jake Lloyd Anakin, not Hayden Christensen Anakin. Um, ugh, what a day. Uh, I'm not reading anything still. I'm waiting for Thrawn Alliances to come out. Comes out. Infinity Nexus, I don't make videos. I, I have a YouTube account, but I don't do anything with it. He so watches then. my videos with it. I watch your videos, and I watch half of Matt's videos, apparently. Yeah, I don't know how you're that... You have less of a life than I do, and you're that far behind. Because I was behind... I'll just. I'll be honest. I was behind on Matt's videos for three months, and I finally caught up uh, two weeks ago. You just... <laughs> Nightwing. Nightwing <laughs> Thank I'm, you, Nightwing. I am your literally first subscriber. Never I'm literally never going to make a video. I can no, Dylan, you have right to make now. videos if this channel gets down so someone can post the, the Legends podcast on YouTube. Fine. If It's if, either that or I go back to the JMA channel. Which do you prefer? The JMA channel, because I'm sure the 12 <laughs> of them who are still subscribed to you will be more oh. than happy that you're still making content. Hold the phone. We have to check this. I have to know how many subscribers I have. <laughs> oh my god. Smell. This is good podcast material right here. Oh god, the, the, the things I used to make. 76 subscribers. Wow. I was a... No, it's more than a six. I haven't... Division. I haven't released a video in three years. Although my most uh, viewed video of all time has 53,000 views on here. so Oh, you're almost at Matt Wilkins' numbers there. Yeah, I know. Um, 
and it's filmed on an iPod Touch. Oh, kid thrown into a wall bumped up to a thousand views. That came out seven years ago. <laughs> Something I filmed at school. We'll, we'll, we'll name off some uh, po- my most popular videos. Most popular, exposing, exposing smuts. 53,000 views. Next, DSP Gaming is a wanker. 3,000 views. Third video, me, myself, and Pi watch this video. A thousand views. Next, kid thrown into wall. A thousand views. Oh, this is the one I referenced earlier. The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim rant. Thousand views. This is when I said that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 was a better game than... Um, oh, God. Someone in chat asked, what was your old video? I know the name. I just remember the numbers. Let's see. AVGN horse again, 900 views. And the list goes on. They were mainly uh, rant videos. Oh, here's one. Uh, Pat the NES Punk is a douchebag. I got flagged for that one for bullying. Oh, back when that was a thing. Oh, remember the yeah. old days when only like Viacom and Nintendo and Studio Ghibli were the bad guys who would copy strike videos? Yeah. Otherwise, Those he got the- flagged for cyberbullying. Um, let's see. What was another? We got a couple. Oh, there's early disc case problems on here. Yeah, that's your best content. That's the best content on here. Uh, oh, God, I have long hair. This is awful. This is a horrible. General Lots and his garbage. Actually, I don't mind General Lots. I just didn't like his girlfriend's content that he insisted on being on there at the time. Um. This is his old channel name. See. I can't put, he can't put links. It doesn't work. I think I called... What I used to call people names on here. Um, <laughs> oh, you already found it. Never mind. It's, this is me searching YouTube and not looking at the chat. The origins of the can rant started on here with uh, what I think of Jenna Marbles. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. One. Does she still do YouTube? I don't know. Uh, let's look. FPS Russia doesn't make YouTube videos anymore. Yeah, I knew that. There was a controversy around him a while ago. Oh, was there? What happened? Oh, Jenna Marble still makes videos. How embarrassing. They only get a fraction of the views she used to get. Well, I mean, she um... still gets millions of views, but... I mean, compared to her subscribers, it's kind of very sad. Infinity Nexus, I'll put it in again. (laughs) How Uh, embarrassing. Who owns? Wait, are you putting my YouTube channel in the the stream? Oh, yeah, I am. I 100%. (laughs) Go back and... Ask in the glory that is God. That no, is like no, I tried to late, distance myself from this. It's like mid the, to late 2000s, Jeremy. May, no, it's early 2010s. It's early 2010s, yeah. Uh, the most of the content oh my gosh, 2011 to 2013. Seven years ago, it was 20, yeah, seven years ago, it was 2011. Now I'm getting old. 
God, what a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was when we switched to timeline Silent Night. I thought it was the end of Facebook because of how bad. How Do you remember how slow it was when they switched to timeline? Uh, yeah. The power of boobs. That's a good video. Oh, remember your, uh, did you make a video on the Google Plus thing? I can't remember if you made a Canarans on that or not. Oh. Uh, the Google Plus integration, when they forced that maybe, on us. Maybe. I did a lot because I remember ranting about Cosmic Panda when that was the layout. If you remember Cosmic Panda, because uh, no, because it limited you could only do one background and you couldn't move where your videos were. Now it's all channel one layouts and they're disgusting and all look the same. Used to be YouTube, you could do a little HTML work on like MySpace. <laughs> You could actually customize your own YouTube page. I remember those days. Yeah, what a concept. Everything, I know, right? Back in the, day, the classic, no, back before when Eagle Raptor was actually doing stuff on his own website because he didn't like YouTube. That's yeah. how far back I remember YouTube. And like the only Eagle Raptor videos you could find were like the pirated copies. <laughs> um. Before that, you had to go like to Newgrounds or Yuko Player. What a concept! Remember Blip TV? Oh man! Remember Fred? <laughs> yeah, there's a rant on there about Fred. <laughs> because I watched Fred's movie at the time. Have you seen that? Why? Why did you watch Fred's movie? It was on Nickelodeon. My sister and I just sat and watched it, and yeah. it was the, one of the worst things I had ever seen. Was it literally. Was it literally just like... It's exactly what you'd think a Fred movie would okay. be. It's <laughs> uh, a 10 sections for some reason. <laughs> I mean, I've seen worse now. I mean, if you've ever seen Evil Bong 2, it's a lot worse than the Fred movie. But this is coming from the guy who's like, yeah, let's have a Death Wish marathon and review them on Backpedaler's podcast. I'm still lobbying for that, people. Well, I've also seen, I've seen Trolls 2, so. Troll 2 is a gem, dude. Troll 2 is a funny movie. Yeah. Have you seen Thanks Killing? Yeah, and then Thanks Killing 3? The search for Thanks Killing 2? Yes. Yeah. That was, that was the real gem of the Thanks. Thanks Killing 1 at least had a plot, but Thanks Killing 3, I mean. It's unwatchable. I don't think I finished it. <laughs> it really is. Let's see. Let's name off some other good JMA videos. Um, stupid iPod. I don't even know what that was about. It's 50 seconds long. It's got to be good. <laughs> oh, man. Back when you can actually make 50-second videos on YouTube and not, like, have the algorithm have a completely heart destroy you. Uh, oh, God. Hey, there's videos done with this webcam and they're all laggy and disgusting because I was running on a computer that had Windows XP. Oh, there's this one. I have a new channel from three years ago. Yeah, it's this channel we're on right now, the better channel. God, these people are having a fucking blast, I can tell. Well, no, they're, w they're with us. Why did you want to decrease the population? <laughs> oh, God. I forgot that was a video. 
<laughs> yeah, they're having fun going through the old catalog with us, I think. Oh, why Tom Clancy shouldn't produce more video games? Oh my gosh, Jeremy, I'm, I don't mean this, but there are some shots here where you look like Coconut Head from Ned's Declassified. I know! <laughs> uh, dude, my neck beard's so nasty. Uh, tips Fedora, lady. Dude, look at my fucking shaggy Scooby-Doo hair. Oh man, this 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 top top tier titles right here. Wow, AVGN. Oh, it's one of the many times AVGN's fans attacked me. Uh, yep, there's the Fred rant video. There's Fred. Um. The protesters on Wall Street do not deserve to be uh, on the cover of Time magazine. That's a good one. I don't even remember that was a thing. Oh, oh yeah. My thoughts on the Twilight Saga? I don't remember that. <laughs> it's a two-minute video. Did I even finish the Twilight Saga? Oh, I got out. That was a rant request. Okay. To get those occasionally. Uh, like uh, The Dirty. That was a good one. That was another nasty Exposing Smuts website. The past garbage that kids listen to? I don't even remember. All right. I've got a new plan. Some of these are response videos. Remember when you used to be able to post a response video on someone else's video? That was a thing. Yeah, now you just have to post a response video and hope that they see it. Oh, yeah. I had a bunch of problems with Mr. Repzion because he's an asshole. Um... Right. I'm going on a completely different adventure. I'm in the let's look at Matzel videos. God, don't. Yes, I actually do. All right, there's uh, one video from ter 10 years ago called Harry Potter Nomicon, where apparently he, uh, there's a series, there's five of them where he goes to Henry um, Potter Nomicon. Good one. Uh, oh, which was the Superman video? Ultimate Classics. Oh, the Super Gem. Where was it? Uh, uh, what, what, what was that video's title? It wasn't Honeymoon. Honeymoon. <laughs> the, okay, so the kid thrown into the wall is my friend Michael. Not the one that's been on uh, Backpedalers and stuff. It's another friend also named Michael. And we used to just throw him around because that's what he liked to do. Like one time he and I had faked like a locker fight that's actually ended up turning into a brawl in the locker room with a bunch of people because he jumped on my back and dented my locker. So I threw him and then, yeah, it was a good time. We went to a very terrible school. Yeah, so go to Matt Wilkins channel and just search sing along. You will not be disappointed. Guaranteed. This is what happens when Geeks Addict decides I'm going to leave before we talk about Clone Wars. Yeah, we just get into we just get into watching Matt's old videos like Superman in the Classroom, which has 470,000 views. 
It's so great, dude. And they're singing in the classroom with the measly 7K views and dancing in the classroom, which has 7.4K views. Remember his lip syncing videos? Have you seen those? Yeah, that's what I said. The sing-alongs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're called the sing-alongs. Pay to use the can. How random. Yes. Pay to use. That is brother? I think it is. Which one? That's no, right? <laughs> We so when we met when we went to Matt's house before we went to Gen Con, we met a ton of his family. We met all fourteen of his brothers and his one sister. No, we didn't meet one of his brothers. Oh, that's right. We only met thirteen of his fourteen brothers and one of the, and his one sister. <laughs> we actually almost got shot by his sister-in-law. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, let's talk about that. It's one of my oh, favorite. he did a cribs of it. Yes. Matt did a Matt did an entire series of cribs videos. God, There's I forgot about those. One through six. Go to Matt Wilkins' channel. Type in cribs one through six. That's why Matt needs to vacation to my house so he can do cribs number seven. <laughs> and then it's all his board game review stuff. But just yeah, no. You old YouTube was fun because no one knew what was going to be like the standard for content, especially mm -hmm. if you get into like the 2006 stuff, like what Matt's a lot of Matt's old videos are. Mm -hmm. By the time like I joined and actually started making content, we were on what I call Gen 2 YouTube, which was when the YouTube whoring began and the money started to flow in. So then you had your standards for what's like acceptable for content. Mm -hmm. And the, in my opinion, that's when YouTube suffered quite a bit in creativity. You still have creativity, but not like that. Not like how it was in 2006. Of course, now we have a garbage website that isn't, it just sucks. That's like literally, that's literally trying to drive its content creators away. Yeah. At every turn. Like, I Dylan, keep telling I the people. Swear, every time Dylan and I do a Legends podcast, Dylan's like, why do you still upload videos to YouTube? And the answer really? is because oh. would most of you follow me to another platform. All YouTube needs to officially die is a viable replacement. As soon as something else comes out that does almost exactly the same thing that YouTube does... That has a big drive as well. YouTube is dead. Well, the thing is, there's other video sharing sites out there. Like, there's Vimeo. Yeah, Vimeo. Um, there's Mixer um, and Twitch. Well, Twitch is kind of the bigger one. But Twitch is for live streaming. Yeah, primarily. live streaming. And that's what, like, things like the Google Hangout is dead. We get that. We get what we do is a very dead art. I only do it on this for convenience sake. But the plan is in the not too distant future to switch to Twitch for these podcasts. FYI, uh, Dylan really is pushing for that. Well, I'm kind of more ambiguous. I'm more pushing for uh, the Twin Sons people to like. Okay, YouTube is not the future. We don't need to be investing time into YouTube. <laughs> 
because but, by the time we get big, it's gonna be dead. Well, let's just let's wrap this pot, this rambly. Yeah, now that we're on a two-hour mark, we spent the last thirty minutes talking about old videos, old YouTube. I don't even know what I'll call this one. Uh, Comic Con news and nonsense is probably what this is gonna be called. I still have to. I still have to adjust uh, sound levels for the last podcast before we put on featuring fifty percent of um, of Geek Static. Yeah, yeah. It was nice to finally have Matthew on again, if it only was for half a podcast. <sighs> All right, shall we cut it there? Yep, because we don't really have any questions, or from last time, I should say. Nah. All right. I hope you all enjoyed this. I did. All right. Bye, everyone.